1: Hello and welcome to my podcast, A Disaster in East Rutherford, New Jersey. The Redskins lose 24-3 to the New York Giants. I have Michael Phillips from the Richmond Times-Dispatch on to talk with me about this. We talk about Jay Gruden's coaching. We talk about the quarterbacks, of course. And then it's time for my five observations from this disaster. But first, my conversation with Michael Phillips of the Richmond Times-Dispatch. I'm here with Michael Phillips from the Richmond Times Dispatch. I'm gonna break down another ugly game, but there's a lot of big talks, talk topics to talk about here, Michael. So let's get right to it. Jay Gruden's future, yeah. I, you know, after this loss, I mean, there's a lot of ways you could process this, but what do you what do you think happens here?
0: My gut is if you do anything, you do a, a less drastic change, whether that be installing O'Connell as the play caller. They don't even have to do that publicly. Right. That could be done internally, making a change with Minuski, not to say he was the problem today. Right. I don't know that you dump Gruden, especially when he was willing to go to Haskins, especially when you're going into a game against the Patriots where you're setting the next guy up to fail.
1: You, you are, and it's almost like in baseball. I always say, call the team meeting before you're playing Florida Marlins, not before you're playing the LA Dodgers. Yeah. So, and that would be a constant. So, when they put, you know, I got the feeling before the game that he maybe was safe, but that's like you can't be definitive unless you hear it from one person only. There's only one person who knows for sure. But, when they put Haskins in, what do you think that did for Jay?
0: Yeah, I think it showed that Jay had the common sense that you, know, all, all of what he said is not wrong. And he said it many times. He doesn't feel Haskins is ready, and, and that's understandable. But Case Keenum was bad. he was horrible. horrible. We all saw it out there. Right. You can't leave him in there like that with Haskins sitting on the bench. You have to find out what haskins is in that moment and showed jay wasn't too proud to die on that hill or anything like that i think if jay leaves case in for a full 60 minutes today we're talking we're, we're singing a different song right
1: now and that's what i'm wondering <laughs> too is like do, i mean that you know and it's funny because i think i mean as we talked before we started recording this i don't know that it necessarily saved his job but it certainly feels like it helped save the job and not because they did well, but because like you said, you had the, this is what you had. He
0: was willing to do it. And you know, you can pull out some positives from today, certainly. And you know, one of the real negatives here, Haskins, isn't ready. Uh, you know, Kate, going back to case, I don't think is a palatable option for this fan base. Right. Um, you know, I don't know if Colts close enough to ready yet or not. It could yes. be another situation next week where Colts strutted out there and you got to go back to Haskins in the second quarter. That's now a disservice to the kid because he didn't get the, raps.
1: Right. And I think, you know, the other thing is, too, and, and I know there's a school of thought Well, you throw, you put them out there and you let it, whatever. But when you're, there were times where he's definitely holding the ball a little bit and all that. And my fear would, I'm sure, I shouldn't say my fear, I just, my don't matter, but their fear would be you're facing a Bill Belichick defense. Do you really want that to be the kid's first start? Yeah. You know, I don't know that you'd want that.
0: No, I, I don't think you'd want that at all, and you know, it, it, especially organizationally. I think there's two things here hovering in the background. One is Bruce Allen's fate, which we don't know either because we're right. not talking to the guy who matters whether there will be wholesale changes at the end of the year. There could be, if this is a bad enough year, there could be broad wholesale changes. I'm not reporting we don't don't, Right, just saying listen, there could, I, I haven't talked to Snyder this year yet. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, Kevin O'Connell, who's waiting in the wings and who they think very highly of. And, you know, Sean McVeigh got out of the building for a number of reasons, all of which do make sense. But they don't want that to happen twice.
1: And in fairness, I have talked to Snyder this year because before I saw him like two weeks ago, at right, Redskins Park, he said, man, it's hot. <laughs> and I said, it's, it's brutal. What, and then that, we went on.
0: That's why you're at the worldwide leader. That's,
1: I, I know, but it was that's a direct quote too. That's a direct quote. But you know, I do. But that's that's my thing. You but think he was
0: referring to Jay or the temperature? <laughs> that's, that's
1: a good that's a good one. That's a good one. But that's but that's a thing. Like they, where do you go for quarterback? Because none of them, you know, Dwayne Haskins is the future. We all know yep. that. But then you have to say, do you you want the kid to have success so you can build on successes? And is next week really the week for that? I also wonder here, Michael, if he would want to give Colt McCoy one more shot. If he's going down, yep, that's all. Go down his with guy. your guy. Go down with your guy. Absolutely, and, get, and, and give the guy a chance. And you
0: can sell that to management too and you can sell that to the fans too. Hey look, we're playing the New England Patriots. So I'm going to let Colt start. Um doesn't mean Dwayne can't go start in Miami. Doesn't mean Dwayne can't start down the line. I think there's a lot to be said for not starting Dwayne Haskins against the New England Patriots in front of a home crowd that's going to be mostly Patriots fans. Yeah. That's a that's a bad look and a bad start and you know, this offensive line they're they're doing their best, yeah, God bless them, but yeah. that's they not a good a ch- offensive line. It's not,
1: and they're not going to have a chance. And my fear would be, too, with, with the way they're able to disguise coverages in New England yeah. and the way it, it'll, it forces a quarterback You saw Haskins to work,
0: yeah. today. He's just he's a, a fraction of a yeah. second slower of a reader of coverages than everybody else. And For, yeah. Those things add up against a team like the it Patriots. Does.
1: And what about Minuski? And I know okay. the defense wasn't the issue today. But the third downs are a massive problem. And that first drive to me set a tone. And we you know, we talked about this during the game about that taking the penalty or not taking the penalty. The bottom line is it's third and seventeen. <laughs> I Take care
0: of business. Take care of yeah. business on third and 70. Actually, that one went in the positive scoreboard because they didn't get it until fourth but and I two. I know. So that's, that actually, that's amazing. <laughs> that actually saved them on the yeah. stat sheet. This is on pace to be the worst third down defense in NFL history, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. The cornerbacks look lost out there. And Norman looks a step slow. Again, teams are targeting him. Uh, you know, I, I think Minusky is an obvious place to start. But I go back to this. You interviewed potential replacements nine months ago. You made your decision that you, you've made your bet, now you're lying in
1: it. Absolutely. And I kind of feel the same way with Jay Gruden, too, because if you yeah. wanted to make a change, if you're going to do it this early in the season, it tells me you should have done it at the end of last season because if you had that short, and I know they've looked bad, but if you've had that short of a rope, rip the bandaid off at the end of at the end of 2018 and start over
0: you also have to ask i know what happened with marty you know you go on five yeah. five and five all that i think we can say realistically it's probably not going ever. to happen kind of here kind of know how- you know changes in season you know make every make the mob happy for a little while but what do they do in the big picture this team's oh and three in the nfc east mm-hmm. so john they're not going to the they're playoffs not. uh you know you I think playing Haskins has obvious upside for the future if you do it the right way. I don't know anything, if you replace Jay, great, you're still stumbling into the finish line here. You that are. doesn't change anything from no, that perspective. I think, and the
1: hard part too is to know what, what are you going to accomplish as far as like, because we talked about Kevin O'Connell, and I would not put my own two cents, I would not put him as an interim coach because honestly, I'd want him to call plays. See how you are as a play caller, and I would look at Cleveland as almost a model. Mm-hmm. They went to they went to um, Freddie Kitchens that's when good. they fired, made that change, let him cut his teeth as a play caller, yep. and then you saw what he could do. And I think for O'Connell that would be a good thing. But you know, that's they don't ask me they have my opinion, though. Believe it or not, <laughs> they don't ask me my opinion.
0: They should. It, it's it's going to get worse before it gets better because the New England game is going to be bad. But oh, I. Man. I'm still willing to stand on the table and say these guys beat the Miami Dolphins. And that, 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 that's <laughs> your, slow down, there, <laughs> slow down. But that's your reset. You know, we always tell just, you, you, the wind gives you that. It gives you a week to just take a deep breath. And, yeah. you know, we got, we got a there's lot a whole, of, we got a lot, a, lo- a, <laughs> a long way between here and there. How
1: surprised are you at the way this has gone?
0: Yeah. I'm very surprised the way this has gone. I, I thought they had a chance to beat Chicago. This is before the season. Right. I thought they would probably beat these guys. Yeah. Um, I, you know, They hung with Philly. I didn't think they'd beat Philly, no. but they, they could have won yeah. that game in Philly. Uh, you know, and Ford's a tough schedule, but that that's who you are at a certain point. And I, I don't want to look too far down the road at this point, but they're going down a road where, you know, guys start phoning it in, the veteran guys start checking out. You know, Jay's kept the team together, I think, very well so far, mm-hmm. but there's a certain record where it's not salvageable anymore. You've been in those locker rooms. Yeah. You know that vibe where you – this is a tough game to play this you got to go run into another 300 pound dude 50 times out there and you feel it all week afterward that's tougher to do on a on a 3 and 10 team
1: i also wonder what it does to some of the veterans Landon collins and, and josh normans the guys who have been voices you know, um, well, Landon wasn't last week because he didn't want to talk before the week. But by and large, those are the guys that are the voices. What, what How is that going to affect the locker room? What their presence in there? Um, what are the young guys going to see? This is still a young team, and that's what people forget. I'm not, I'm not making excuses here, but my point is, you want to build with these guys. You want to set a foundation with these.
0: No doubt. I, I think one of the more important storylines that we kind of quit talking about for a little while is this Brandon Sheriff extension. Yeah. I know they can slap him with the franchise tag. I just think if you draft a, a top five guy and he turns out to be really good, you got to keep him in your in your organization oh, for a decade. Absolutely. He's a decade long NFL. He's going to be all pro at yeah. some point. Yeah. Those are the guys you need to keep in your building. What does he think of what's going on here? What does he think of this? Does that make him more likely to test the waters? Well, and
1: I know there have been other guys who in the past who I think, you know, cl- cl- listen, clearly, whatever anybody thinks of Kirk Cousins, I think all this is all the stuff that he saw. Mm-hmm. You don't have to want him as a quarterback. I'm not saying that. But th- that part of his, his decision-making was not trusting this franchise to get out of this sort of abyss. And I think that's a, that's a point for anybody who's in an extension year
0: and I, I think i want to circle back to haskins for a second it, you know given how high they're going to pick in the draft you're, you're potentially going down to josh rosen road here oh, man. you better see what this kid's gotten you, you better feel good about your evaluation yeah. because if you pass on a quarterback next year because you've got haskins and he doesn't pan out that's one that can bite you for the next decade absolutely
1: too. and i think that's something that that will be the big thing whenever he starts playing that's the only reason yeah it's the main point of interest for everybody, and it's for that. That's, that's and a, I
0: haven't soured on him either. I, no, I, I, he's got such raw skill and ability. I asked Jay something he liked about him today. He said his pocket presence. I couldn't yeah. agree more. Yeah. He feels the game yeah. in a way yeah. that a lot of veteran quarterbacks who get paid a lot of money in this league don't feel the pocket like
1: that. And that size helps him in the pocket because you could see him still. He was able to look over the line now. He wasn't doing much with it yeah. at that point, but he was able to get out of some things. He's a little bit more mobile. He's more the phrase more mobile than everybody thinks. I'm kind of tired of saying that because at some point you, you, we all should think he's had some mobility but um i do agree with that and you're an ohio
0: state guy right yeah. you him monday afternoon at redskins park on the slip and slide find Jim drawing. slip and slide <laughs> teach the kid how to slide it's about time we had a quarterback around right here I knew how to slide
1: <laughs> I did like that he referred to when he talked about Tom Brady he referred to him as going as he gone to the <laughs> team up north I will be honest I like that part of the no, press played well, but he did you know I think I think the one thing that'll be curious to see now how he takes this going forward and how he handles it from you know there was some. He had a rough first game. Does he go in next week? If not, how do you handle it behind the scenes? Um, does, does his workload pick up internally? Not so much these first team reps. That's not what I'm talking about. Yeah. There's a lot of other things he can be doing behind the scenes at a certain and taking a certain approach. Does that increase as well? And he's got to smell. He's got to smell now. The, you know, That's simply not say blood in the water, but yeah. the opportunity
0: two-way street here. The coaches have some things they can be doing, too, to make that path easier for him. Even if it doesn't happen this week, and I'm not sold that throwing him to the Wolves this week is a good idea against the Patriots, but there are things they can be doing in that building to craft a playbook better suited to him, to start installing things better suited to him, to to pave that road for when that day comes. And I
1: think, too, you you get a sense from after watching this game, maybe some things they say, okay, listen, this is where the experience thing comes in, and it helps, and there's so much that he has to build for his game, but for them, they can say, okay, this is like, at least for these packages of plays, you've got to handle it this way. And so I think there's some, I, I don't know, about, I wouldn't say good things, but it's something you have to build on. You have That's your job as a coach. Whatever they think, if he's far away or not, your job is to build that foundation. So I think that's what you're going to do. That's this whole rest of the season now becomes about building the foundation for him in this offense. Let's get some Terry McLaurin treatment going too, because uh, things are a lot better
0: with that guy well, out and, there. And
1: I'll say this too, the, you know, the funny thing about this season, there are three passes that have if Case Keenum completes them, mm-hmm. they're looking at something different. The one against Philly, and then two today. The one, the mm-hmm. first play against Dallas. I mean, there's, there's just like defense
0: did enough to win today. If you hit those yeah, two, that yeah, the game get, probably got, turns out in your favor. Yeah,
1: you get those many turnovers. You should, you should be, you shouldn't be blown out with that many turnovers that you caused. Yeah. You just should.
0: And on the injury front, I, at Jay – you know, fans are tired of Jay using that as an excuse. It can be both things. It can be a valid excuse, sure. and it can be something we're all tired of.
1: Correct, and I would agree with that, too, and I think everybody's tired of that. The bottom line is it keeps happening, <laughs> and I think that's – and so does the losing, and so does the undisciplined <laughs> play. So all that together, you should be all tired of every one of those things. So got anything else, Michael? What week is it? It's not 16, is it? <laughs> 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 My God. <laughs> Week five coming up? Yes, this is a long... <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you, I, I, I went through the Marty Owen 5 year, and that looked brutal. And then they somehow turned around. It was like, oh, my God. you're not sen-. And even then you didn't sense a turnaround. But I remember I kept thinking during that year, this is Marty Schottenheimer. His teams don't do this. This, this is the modern-day Redskins. They do do this. I mean, this is bad. And so I just, you know, you can't... I, I, well, we could go on and on about that, but it's, it's ugly it's ugly it's ugly all right enjoy fans <laughs> <laughs> thanks michael you bet i'll be back after this break to give you my five observations from the redskins lost to the new york giants Okay, now it's time for my observations. Five of them, and I'm gonna start with, here's number one. Redskins coach Jay Gruden made absolutely the right decision to Yank Case Keenum. He was always the starter by default because of Dwayne Haskins' inexperience and Colt McCoy's leg issue. I like Keenum's competitiveness, but man, he's left way too many plays in the field this year. I felt that way after three games, and I certainly feel that way now. The passing design has created multiple shots down the field, He completed one of those against Philly, but since the first Terry McLaurin touchdown catch, Keenum Keenum has missed four such throws and two wide open guys, two today to Trey Quinn. You can't keep missing that many opportunities while also turning the ball over. Alex Smith, for example, did not take those shots often. But he also at least put his defenses in a good spot more often than not. There's a reason why teams win with Alex Smith. Maybe they don't go quite as far as everybody wants them to, but there's a reason why they're usually at least pretty. They were at least pretty good. Number two, it will be hard to go back to Keenum, and I think it will be hard for Gruden to start Haskins. That means McCoy could end up to be the starter against New England. That is, if he is right with the leg. Keep in mind he would have been the starter out of camp and while too much has been made of Gruden's, Gruden's fondness for him I do think he believes in him now. That is if he shows he can move around in the pocket. I also wonder if they feel they somehow owe McCoy a start in part because of what he's been through with his leg. You have to wonder how much of it was caused by their own doing. He rushed back for them last year. He's had three surgeries under the situation that shouldn't have taken that many surgeries, and there have been issues with him coming back. Um, ultimately, you start him if you feel Haskins still isn't close to ready. Really, it's only about where Haskins is at, at this point, as far as who's starting. Number three. Now, as far as Haskins, he definitely has a long ways to go, and that's no secret. It's not just Gruden who thinks that. It's organizationally. It's players as well. They don't feel that he they, they did not feel he was ready to go in and be a starter before this game. That much I can tell you. They knew there would be many mistakes. it's a shame that Haskins wasn't paired with a quarterback such as Smith, a guy who had the command of the locker room and who perhaps didn't make plays, but knew how to help his team win. While Smith is around, it would be more helpful if he were still playing ahead of Haskins. I think he'd be much more of a benefit that way. This is not an optimal situation for a guy who an organization believes needs a lot of work. There are a lot of coaches here who can help, but he also needed a strong veteran ahead of him, not just to learn from but to but to make sure that Haskins gets the time to learn that they want him to have. These veterans aren't doing that. They were up front, the Redskins were up front early on about how long it would take uh, with Haskins, which is why I always found it odd that they paired with a coach who needed to win now and might not return in 2020, at which point they'd be starting over with a new coach for Haskins. Clearly, at this point, we know where it's headed. I also wonder how much inserting Haskins will help Gruden stick around this year. Heck, this might be Gruden's best shot to stick around beyond this year. It's hard to see that happening now, but what if he turns to Haskins and say like week six? What if Haskins improved down the stretch and looks pretty good? Gruden is no shot to last, in my opinion, if he sticks with Keenum and or McCoy too long. Nobody told me that, that's just my gut feel. Number four, as far as Haskins's performance, let's start with this. He entered a game in the second quarter with his team trailing 14 to nothing while missing two starting offensive linemen and their best receiver. It is real hard to accurately judge his performance. That's not to absolve him of criticism. He deserves some. And I agree with Gruden. If you want to start, you need to prove you're ready at that position. That comes not just in the game, but everywhere else. The everywhere else part is what players and coaches see that the rest of us don't. If a guy is ready and tearing it up in those areas, that would trickle out. Anyway, back to the game. I liked his early completion to Robert Davis in which he looked left and quickly scanned back right and unloaded a bullet. I liked the poise he showed in the pocket, and his size will help him here. He does a good job extending plays, and that will eventually help too. Without the benefit of really studying this game, he was slow on his reads, and his timing was clearly off. I did not like the throw to Sprinkle that was picked. I also did not like that Sprinkle was slow and rounded off his route. He doesn't create separation. It's a they need to upgrade at that position. Period. It's two bad situations here. One, I thought the decision was bad, and two, I thought the route and the separation was poor as well. I like that Haskins gave Paul Richardson a shot downfield. It did not work out, but I also but I do like that he gave him a 50/50 ball. Listen. People close to Richardson have been saying, or been telling me, that one thing that he did well in Seattle, one thing he wants to look for more opportunities here, is to catch those contested passes. He had that opportunity, it didn't work out, but I don't mind the shot. Um, I also saw Haskins miss other receivers who were open. I saw that with Keenum too, but that is something that's going to have to improve. Okay, finally, number five. There's a ton of frustration and tensions building in this franchise. There are people who are confused as to why this defense keeps struggling. I know the Giants had a pick six and had another touchdown set up off a turnover, but man, it is painful to watch them on third downs. I know some people at the Redskins who can't understand why this defense, defense, which does not lack smart players, does not play smart. They consistently leave guys open because of blown coverages. They have a corner in Josh Norman who is a highly, highly paid corner who consistently gets beat on those crossing routes. He just can't stay with guys. He does have his strengths as a corner, but, man, teams are know how to get him singled up into bad situations. Offenses, offenses have found good ways to single out mismatches against this defense, or they create tough matchups by clearing the middle of the field and finding targets who can run against players who don't run quite as well. I like rookie linebacker Cole Holcomb, but he struggles in coverage right now, which was a knock of his in college. He's got to get better in that area. You can't blame the loss on Greg Minuski's defense, but you can wonder why this group still struggles. Anyways, that's it from East Rutherford. Going to look forward to another Therapy Thursday with you guys this week. But I want to thank Michael Phillips from the Richmond Times-Dispatch for joining me. And I thank you guys for listening. Hang in there.